Amen. If you have your Bibles, turn to me to Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 6. Hebrews chapter 6. I, I want to minister on the power of faith. The power of faith. The power of faith. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, says it like this. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who digitally seek him. Father, we thank you for your word, God. We thank you for everything that you're doing this morning. Continue having your way, God. Continue speaking to us, oh God. In Jesus' name, and everybody says, amen. amen. I, I, I believe that faith is the essential of a Christian believer. Faith is the essential that you and I need. Amen. Come on, somebody. You and I need the essentials of faith, and it be a daily faith. A, a daily faith. A daily faith. Or they say it like this. Our faith should grow daily. Our faith should grow daily in God and in the desires of God. And if you notice in Hebrews eleven six, it says, but without faith, it is impossible. There is, there is no way. It doesn't matter how much you give. It doesn't matter how much works you put into it. It doesn't matter how good you want to be. But he says, if you don't have faith, the assurance of who God is and what he can do, it's impossible to please him. Wow. It's impossible to please him. So if we're going to please God and we're going to be God pleasers, that means that we have to have faith. Someone say faith. faith. The power of faith brings pleasure to God. When the believers, the sons and daughters have faith in God. And not only that, but digitally, that means, that means, uh, that means the word um, digitally means this. Continuous with an effort to accomplish something and persistence in doing it. He's saying when you have faith and you are persistent and you are, listen closely, consistent in effort, he said, I will reward you. I'll come on, I will reward, amen, I will reward your faith. I will reward what you're doing, amen, that pleases me. I have a reward. Someone say reward. 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 There's a reward. But he rewards those who listen closely, who, who, who believe in him. In Romans 1.17 says this, Romans 1.17. For in the righteous of God is revealed from faith to faith. And it's written, the just shall live by faith. Amen. The just, what is the just? The just is just as, you, just as you've never sinned. Those that have been forgiven, those that have been set free, those that have been reconciled with God. That word just means just as you, mm, just as you've never done nothing wrong. Ain't that pretty cool? Because I know some of you look like you've done some wrong stuff here. Like you've done some mess here. Look like you've done a little, a few, a few, uh, a few mistakes, amen, if not many. And he says, but you have been justified. You that have been saved, you that have been set free, you that have been reconciled with God. He said, man, you shall live by faith. Come on, somebody. He's, he's telling us and he's putting a mandate on us. If you are who you say you are and you are a son of God and you are a daughter of God, then you must walk by faith. You see, our daily lives should consist of walking by faith. In order to grow from faith to faith, listen closely, our faith must be exercised on a regular basis. We must exercise our faith. 
To the problem with a lot of Christianity, what's going on, they say, I have faith, I have faith, but there is no exercise of it. It's like saying, who has a trimmer? I have a trimmer, but I don't use it. I have weights, I have weights, but I don't use it. Amen. I have, I have fruit, but I don't eat them. They're all rotten right now. Because if you don't eat it, you don't use it, you'll lose it. And it's so important to you and I that you and I understand we must use our faith. Some say use your faith. We need to look at the many things. Listen closely. We are involved in each day. And the problems, I love this, and the problems that will come against us. We must, we must look at the many things that we're involved in and the problems that we face. Listen to this, please. Listen to this part. Because it gives us an opportunity to exercise our faith. That means whatever situation you're in, whatever hard thing you're in, whatever don't make sense in your life right now, it's an opportunity to exercise our faith. Amen. Uh, if you're struggling uh, financially, it's an opportunity to exercise your faith. If you're struggling within your marriage, it's an opportunity to exercise your faith. Listen to me. Every situation in life is an opportunity to exercise your faith or exercise your doubt. Everybody okay? We must take this opportunity to exercise our faith and our trust in God. Our trust in God. Again, and... and John chapter, John, 3 John chapter 1 verse 2 says these words. Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. Listen closely. 3 John chapter 1 verse 2 is saying, I pray that you may prosper. So what does God want us to do? He wants us to what? Prosper. He wants us to prosper, and he wants us to prosper in all things. In all, come on, in all things. Uh, that word all in Hebrew means all. In Greek, it means all. In Spanish, it means todo. In, yeah. in Russian, it's the same thing. All is all, regardless of what language you cut it up in. So he's telling us all. I want you to prosper in all that you do, in all who you are, amen, in all your life, in all aspects of your life, in everything. That you may prosper in all things. And I, lo I love what he says here, I love what he says here, and be in health. See, he not only wants us to prosper, but he also wants us to be healthy. He wants us to be healthy physically, he wants us to be healthy spiritually. There is, it, there's, there, there is a power in this scripture, amen? If you're struggling with health-wise, you claim that. Say, God has called me to prosper, amen, in my health. Come on, he's called me to prosper in my health. He called me to prosper in my house. Uh, you might not be sick, for, but those that are sick right now, that's the time to clap. That's the time to rejoice. Uh, hey, 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 I'm going to prosper. Uh, right now, yeah, my, my body can prosper. My health can prosper. My blood cells can prosper. My liver is going to be all right. My kidneys are going to be okay. My blood cells, my platelets, everything's going to be all right. This is the thing that we need to learn. We're going to be talking about that a little bit. 
that, that on all things and on all things and even in our health just as your soul prospers amen some of us were bankrupt emotionally our soul was all jacked up some of you walked in like that couldn't even see straight you're you're you're, you're so bankrupt emotionally you're a drain and that's why you didn't know how that's why you don't know how to smile right now some of you still don't know how to smile I'm talking to the ladies you don't know how to smile. You don't know how to care. You don't know how to love. You, don't, you see, you guys don't know how to show emotions to each other. You don't know how to hold hands. You can't even hug her too long because you're like, <laughs> we're so drained, so drained by life, by trouble, by circumstances. And every time someone tries to hug you or, or touch you, or yeah. like, what do you want? You want something, huh? But he wants us to prosper. Tell your neighbor, he wants you to prosper. Tell your other neighbor, he wants you to prosper. And we look at back again to Hebrews, and we're setting up a foundation here. Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 1, Hebrews chapter 1 says, Now faith is the substance. Another word for substance there is assurance. Assurance means the confirmation, the title deed. He says, Now faith is the title deed to what you don't see. Faith is the assurance. Faith is, is the substance of the things hoped for. Now, now listen closely, please, of the things hoped for. This, I love this part. And the proof of the things, or another version says this. Let me read this version first. It says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Now, in a different version, it says it like this. The Amplified Bible says, Now, faith is the assurance of the things we hope for, being the proof of things we do not see, and the conviction of the reality, faith piercing as real fact, not as reliable to our senses. So, in other words, when we have faith, and we are functioning in faith, and the power of faith, what it does, it calls you, to see it already done. It calls you to see things done as if they're not. Your faith will cause you, or you're, your senses say, oh man, it's hot right now. Your faith says, no, it's not. <laughs> Let me make it even simpler. When you say, oh my God, uh, uh, um, faith, your, your senses say, it's never gonna work out. Faith says, it's already working out. Yeah. You, you with me, you, you got, you got, so you gotta understand this. So faith, and the assurance of faith is the confirmation that God's going to do it. God says, look at man, I did it before, I'll do it again. I set you free then, I'll set you free now. I, I took care of that, I'm going to take care of this. And we have to understand, and that's where we have to function in faith. We have to be individuals of faith. The just shall live by faith. That's how we should live. That's how we should understand. Because why? When the just lives by faith, we begin to prosper. We begin to grow. There is healthy marriages, healthy relationships, healthy finances. Come on, somebody. Because why? Because we are functioning in faith. Someone say faith. Faith. Faith again. Faith is the confirmation or the title deed. Amen. And, and we got to understand that. That is so important. Amen. They're so important. Sometimes we're not going to see things like if they're going to happen. But we have to believe they're going to happen. 
We've got to believe God is working it out. You've got to believe that your husband's on his way. Your daughter's on his way. Your children are on his way. Your spouse is on his way. Your breakthrough is on his way. Your strength is on its way. We have to believe it by faith. I'm going to say faith. 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 Amen. And the things hoped for. In other words, I'm hoping for it. Hoping, look what hope does. I'm going to get ahead of myself. I am anyways. But hope, listen to me. Hope helps you see for the future. Hope helps you believe for the future. That's what it does. He's saying, man, when you have faith, I'm going to cause things to come to existence. And then you just got to hope for it. In other words, see it in the future. So this power, this power of faith is powerful. Amen. The power of faith is so powerful. Now, now listen, listen closely. We should be able to come up with a whole new purpose in our life. And we, we should continue to accomplish it through faith. In other words, this right here should help you to come to a different place in your life. Amen. You see, you know what? I'm no longer going to doubt. I'm not going to have fear. I'm no longer going to allow my, my, my lies to, to mess with me. I, I'm, I am going to prosper. I'm called to prosper. Amen. Come on, I'm called to prosper. I'm called to grow. Amen? You're called to prosper. Now, pros, prosper, prosperity is not just financially. But that's good. Nothing wrong with that. Amen? If you got something against that, just give it to me. I'll take care of it. But there's nothing wrong with that. And prospering also within your marriage, there's nothing wrong with having a healthy marriage. Amen. Come on, there's nothing wrong with having healthy kids. L listen to what I'm saying. Prosperity, amen, it, it, it is not only financially, but it's physically, it's mentally, spiritually. Amen. Come on, it hits all realms, it hit all realms. And that's what he's saying. He said, I want you to prosper in all those things. I want you to prosper in all those things. So you have to understand that this should give you a different outlook on your faith on your faith. What's the use of, of living by faith and living, living in, in, in dread? Or living, having faith and living in despair? Having faith and living in doubt? It makes no sense. It makes no sense. You say, I'm a woman of faith, I'm a man of faith, and you're always a victim. So you haven't really grasped faith yet. And that's what I'm going to talk about. I'm going to talk about why is it so easy for us to listen to something negative than it is something positive. Amen? Listen closely. Faith involves assurance. That you're assured. Your you're assurance and conviction. Assurance and conviction. Now listen to this, please. When faith is solid, it stands under every situation. When your faith is solid, it stands under every situation and support it with assurance. Assurance means you are confident. You are confident that it's going to happen. And when your faith is, is con connected with assurance and conviction, in your conviction, in your gut, you know what's going to happen. Come on, somebody. You know what's going to take place. You know things are going to happen. See, being convicted or being convinced beyond the shadow of any doubt. You have to be convinced without a shadow of any doubt that God will take care of your situations. You have to. You have to say, God, I know who you are and what you're capable of doing. I know that you are the great I am. You're an Al Shaddai. You're an Abba Father. You're omnipotent. You're omnipresent. You're omniscient. God, you are who you are, God. And I know you are powerful. You see, knowing who he, who he is is knowing who you are. And when knowing who he is and his capability is telling you can do this. Everything's going to work out, but you have to be assured of it. Amen. Amen. You have to be assured of it. 
Amen. You have to. We're so used to be told you're going to be a drug addict. You're going to be a gang member. You'll never be nothing. You're always this. Oh, I can't believe that. I can't believe this. We're so full of doubt. We like to, we, and we're so full of criticism. We criticize everything. Oh, she's getting married again? Oh, I'll go to the next one. Oh, she's having a baby. Oh, okay. Oh, well, how's she going to feed him? Can I get an amen? amen? You know who you are. <laughs> and we're so full of it. And so then here we are. They're telling us we need to have faith, but we're so full of all this other stuff. I'm going to be talking about that right now. I just want to lay a little foundation for us today. So we have to understand, guys, faith says, God, you're going to take charge. Faith says, God, you're going to take charge. Faith says, amen, that I'm going to live by faith. Faith says that I'm assured of it. Faith says, okay, God, I know you're going to do it. Can someone say amen? Yeah. Faith also says this, that I, I'm, there's a confirmation. There's a confirmation of it. Why? Because I see it happening already. I see, I see everything moving in my behalf. God is just doing something powerful. Come on, somebody, amen. So that is so, that is so powerful. Then, then when we so, we're talking about the insurance of it, we talked about how getting God uh, to take care of our situation. Now, this is what I love. We talked, the next one, it goes on hope. It goes on to says this. It says, the things hope for. And I talked a little bit about hope. Hope always relates to something for the future. The word hope points to the future. Hope doesn't point, listen, to destruction. Hope doesn't point to misery. Hope points to the future. Come on, somebody. Hope points to the future. I hope that my husband is going to get right. So you're pointing yourself towards the future. You're believing. You're believing everything's going to work out. I believe my spouse, everything's, she's going to get her, her mind together. So you're believing. It's pointing towards the future. A better relationship. Better results. Amen. Better results. Better results. Better results. But we're always told, oh, she's no good. He's no good. This is no good. And that. And you're like, you're like, then you get saved and you still have that in you. Amen. Faith has an objective. Faith has a reason. And its reason is things not seen. See, faith has an objective. Faith has a purpose. And its purpose is to get those things that are not seen and make them what? Seen. So faith in your life helps you to see things that are not there as they're there. Amen. That's what faith does. Amen. And so then when we're not believing like that and we're not functioning like that, then where's our faith? Amen. And he says we only got a mustard seed. So how bad is our faith then? That a, the a faith of a mustard seed can move mountains. Amen. Mustard seeds. So then we haven't been moving mountains. We can't even move a chair to let it a mountain. They can't even change their mind. Nevertheless, a mountain. And so that's what I want you guys to see with me today. Please, guys. That you are so powerful. The power of faith is so powerful. You guys are equipped with so much greatness. Amen. You have so much potential to, to change things, to change situations. Your faith has the ability to change the physical and the spiritual. Amen. Oh, you don't hear me though. <laughs> Your faith has the power to change the physical and the spiritual realm. Amen. And when you do things in the carnal, you can't even affect the carnal nor the spiritual realm. Amen. So the flesh can't do much. 
But the, but the faith, woo, it affects the spiritual. Come on, somebody, as the natural, amen? So faith is fixing our attention on what we cannot see. So what's the use of you having faith or what you can't see? Anybody can do that. Oh, I have faith. My check's going to be there. Of course, you work. You're going to get it. <laughs> but having faith for something you cannot see, that's faith. And that's how faith is fixed. This is how we use our faith. That's the power of faith. We're so used to, have, well, Pastor, I have faith. 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 I have faith my wife's going to come back because she's always come back home. But how about when he doesn't come back home or she doesn't come back home? And you're going crazy. It's best when faith kicks in. I got to kick in. How about when, oh, my kids are doing perfect. How about when your kids are not? Have faith that they're gonna, everything's going to work out. You guys are with me? When, when you get fired from a job and they got laid off because they, they don't need that much work and you already got laid off and now where's your faith? Oh my God, everything's going apart. Oh, you're like, okay, good, but have faith. If God closes one door, he opens up another door. Come on, God's not going to leave you hanging. He's not going to leave you hanging. He loves you enough to close a door because he got something better for you. But we're, we're crazy. No, he's still going to be at that door. Get open, 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 open. Remember those Sears, the Sears commercial? Open, open, open. I think it was Sears. But we're so trying to open the door that God's closed. And God says, look, there's an open door over here. What are you doing? So it's so important, guys, so important that we understand this, that faith fix its attention on what we cannot see. We cannot see. What have you been praying for that you haven't had faith for? It's time to start praying again. And believing again and fixing our faith towards that. That our kids are going to get saved. That our loved ones are going to get saved. That there's going to be a, a salvation. There's going to be healing. There's going to be restoration. Amen. That cancer is leaving. Diabetic is leaving. Hepatitis is leaving. Now have faith for a physical healing. Have your faith for it. Have your faith for it. Amen. See, you got to understand again, faith goes beyond the realms of of the natural. Faith goes beyond the realms of the natural. Can someone say amen? amen? It goes beyond the natural logical person. We are logical people. We are logical people. And that's what keeps a lot of us stuck. We're so logical and we stay stuck. Now listen to this, please. The walk of faith and the exercise of our faith is found in being spiritually minded. The walk of faith and the exercise of our faith is found in being spiritually minded rather than being carnal minded. Imagine that. That being carnal minded does not activate your faith. Being spiritual minded is what activates it and what or exercises it. Listen to this. The natural thing to do in many situations is to approach it through a carnal approach. Now listen to me. But that approach does not lead to peace. It only adds to the stress of situations. So this is what I'm trying to say. It says the natural things that you and I go through, a lot of times we want to, we want to uh, uh, approach it in the natural. 
And doing it naturally does not do nothing but cause more stress, more problems. I'll be the first one to admit it, man. I, I, when I, I approach things in the natural, I'll kill it and I destroy it. But when we approach things in the spiritual, oh, forget about it. Come on, somebody, forget about it. There's, there is so much that takes place. There's so much that happens. Amen? But why do we always approach things in the carnal? Why? Because Romans chapter 8, verse 5 and 6. Romans 8, chapter 5 and 6 says this. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the spirit, the things of the spirit. For to be carnal minded is death, but to be spiritual minded is life and peace. Listen to what it's telling us. It says when we set our minds on the flesh, we wonder why we're so much in the flesh. A carnal mind does not bring spiritual peace. A carnal mind brings destruction and death. But a spiritual mind huh, is life and peace. When you, are, when you are renewing your mind and when you are fixing your mind and when you're getting away all the stinking thinking and all that anger out, all that frustration out, all the logic out, God begins to bring a peace and a strength that, that surpasses all understanding. That's the God that we serve. But when we are carnal-minded, oh, everybody's out to burn me. No one likes me here. They're mad dogging me. You're so carnal. Oh, look at those two people. They're talking. They're talking about me. They don't even know you. <laughs> but we're so carnal-minded. You want to, you see the guys in, in the football team huddling, they think they're talking about you. <laughs> so you break your TV. But some people aren't like that. They're on tripping. We're so cardinal. Our mind has been so polluted and so stretched in the world that when we come to the things of God, we're like, we're, why do we always go to the logic? Oh, God can't do it. No, God. I'll never forget when I first got saved. And, and my friend at that time, he's like, my, 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 uh, my, uh, my dad needs to get an operation. And, and uh, what do you think I should do? I said, well, go. God can't do everything. I didn't know God. I didn't really know who God, I was only saved a few months. And then he said, no, I'm going to trust God. Thank God he trusted God. He went and fell into his calling. But listen to me, is my mind was saying, oh, God can't do it. God can't do it for you. Because that's the way we are sometimes. We think, well, God can't do it. God can't do it. But we should start learning as we come to God. And the longer we stay in God and the more we grow in God, we should be able to grow in our faith. Come on, so we should be able to grow in our faith. Everybody with me? See, before we were saved, our minds were trained to respond according to our carnal and natural reason. Can someone say amen? amen. Before you got saved, it, you, you would respond to a carnal and carnal reasons. Like two plus two means four. Four plus four is eight. But not in, not in the spiritual two plus two. God fed multitudes. God, God, two fish, five loaves of bread. He fed multitudes. Wow. But to us, when we are, we are in the carnal, we're like, you know, who has food? They're like, who, who has lunch? Man, what, that's going to do nothing. They're probably thinking, oh, he only wants food for himself. Jesus just wants food for himself. He ain't going to give it to nobody. He wants to take care of his own bones. You imagine how, you know how you are. Don't act that spiritual. 
I could just imagine the things running through these people's minds. But Jesus gets it, and, and logically, there's no way. No way. It's like us getting one churro right here. The only way it's going to work if we lick it and pass it, like George Lopez says, lick and pass. Or just put it in crumbs and give you a little, little, crumb, little crumbs. But it's impossible. But with God, all things are possible. Yeah. Amen. With God, all things are possible. That's the thing, church. But our carnal way of thinking, our carnal, it's always reasoning. Always with reason. Always with reason. But now that we have been born again and made new, God wants us to learn how to live and function, listen closely, in this life according to the faith and being fully and being spiritually minded. So, okay, fine. You, you, you came in logically thinking. You came in carnal thinking. You came in with so many, many lies in your mind, so many objectives, so many wrong stuff. Okay, great, perfect. Please, thank you for coming in. Awesome. But don't stay like that. Amen. Come on, somebody. Don't, 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 don't stay like that. We should be able to start our mind being transformed by the renewing of our mind and start letting go of those things. Come on, somebody. Start letting go of all this junk. Start letting go of all this stuff. So then we start having faith. Someone say faith. We start understanding the power of faith. We start understanding how much power we do have. And you're not powerless. You're not a victim. You're victorious. You're great. You're mighty. There's so much in us. There's so much in you. So we have to understand that, amen? And so understand this, that we have to start being spiritual-minded now. That means stop reasoning with your, with your flesh and start reasoning with the spirit. So, okay, God, you got this. You got my husband. You got my spouse. You got my children. You got this, God. You got this. Can someone say amen? In other words, this means that you no longer lean upon your own understanding. Amen. What does Proverbs 3, 5 says? You know, everybody knows Proverbs 3, 5. But after 3, 5, all the way to verse 7 says this. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge, acknowledge, acknowledge him. I'm going to be talking about acknowledgement right in a little bit. Acknowledge him. And he shall direct your path. Someone say my path. My path. my path shall direct our path, your path, our path. And do not be wise in your own eyes. This is where we make the biggest mistake. We think, oh, no, we're wise. We're wise in our own eyes. We're, we're smart. Oh, no, no. I got this. Oh, no. And how many times have we been going in circles? How many times have we ruined a good thing? How many times have we hurt our spouses and after they trusted us? And there we go again, wise in our own eyes. This is funny. Men, men, look at men, men. I'm going to tell you right now, men, men, we are dumb. Because we, we'll hurt the woman and then do one thing good and think she's over it. You, 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 you are deceived. You are, something's really wrong with you. And what I, I, well, I, I, I did this, I, I did that for you. Like, oh, don't have her bring out the list. Because she will bring out the list, and she knows when, she knows how, she knows what time, she knows how hot it was outside, she knows what's on TV, and she knows what the house looked like. So men, don't do it, it's a trap. Lean not, don't be wise in your own eyes. 
Fear the Lord and depart from evil. That's the key. Fear God and depart from evil. That means if you're going to fear God, don't still hang around evil. Because then you continue being stuck in the same. You're like a hamster in the going fast nowhere. Going, and you're going fast, but going nowhere. See, as, as believers, as Christians, we are now a people of faith. Come on, somebody. We are now people of faith. We're not people of doubt. We're not people of fear. We're not people of criticism. We're, we're, we're not, that's not us. That ain't us no more. We're, we are no longer carnal people. And we are spiritual people. And we, we, we are people of faith. They never people of faith. Which means God wants us to move in the realms of faith rather than unbelief. So that means it's time to move in faith. It's time to see the power of faith be manifested in our lives. Come on, somebody. Give the Lord a great clap offering. Amen. How does that happen? Easily. Our belief system has to be firmly established in what we believe God is able to do. That means our belief system, we must be rooted. Rooted and grounded in God's word and in the belief system. We have to believe what we're reading. Amen. We have to believe what it says. It's like making a cake. You got to believe what those instructions tell you to do. You do something different, it ends up different. But you have to believe it. Amen. If we're going to see, amen, our, 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 our faith grow and take off and things change in our lives, we have to understand that we must, I'm going to say must, must be firmly established in what we believe in God. Amen? Look at this and to this. We must see our lives as he sees them. God sees your life as something powerful. He's seen your life as a reason to die for. He's seen your life as something to save, something to deliver, something to restore, something that can become all reconciliate. That's what God goes, no. Ah. J.D., he got it together. Praise God, he was worth it. Samantha was worth it. Alberto, you were worth it. All our lives, he says, he was worth it. He says, worth it. Now we need to establish it. Now establish, now root yourself like, okay, 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 I'm going to do this. I'm going to trust what he's been telling me. I'm going to trust what I've been reading. I'm going to trust what I've been hearing. Come on, somebody, and I'm going to establish myself in it. Have you, have you ever wondered why we are so quick in receiving negative, unwanted news in our lives? We, quick. Oh, they say you're going to die in two weeks. Two weeks! <laughs> oh, you got theritis, benitis, venitis, anitis, and all this stuff on you. <gasps> Pastor, they told me that I got to cut my this and that, and I'm like, huh? It's, we're so, we're so prone. To listen to doubt and fear and a negative report. That's the way we're, 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 that's the way we are wired. We are wired weird. Because we're so used to being hurt and burned. We're so hurt of stuff happening to us. We're not used to good stuff happening to us. We're not used to celebrating other people's greatness and other people's, uh, uh, other people's achievements. Mexicans, you're too much, Mexicans. Instead of pull them up, we want to pull them down. We have to learn to celebrate each other. 
Come on, somebody, celebrate each other. Celebrate your neighbor. You got a new car? Thank you, Jesus. I'm next. You got a raise? I'm next. You starting a business? Good, I'm next. Learn to celebrate each other. Learn to, learn to speak life into each other. But sometimes we're so used to negative, negative, negative. They told me over and over about my children, about this and that. Well, and I said, no, I don't, I don't want to listen to that. I don't want to receive that. Well, the report says this, but whose report shall you believe? I shall believe the report of the Lord. Amen. I want to listen to what God is telling me. We have to understand that. See, listen closely. It is because doubt and unbelief have been firmly trenched in our lives. And when we give place to it, it comes almost immediately. There has been so much. Come here, Josh. Come up here really quick. Run up here real quick, Josh. There is, there is so much. Come up here. Come up here. Uh, anyway, it makes you, I don't know. You want a ladder? I don't know. We have, there's so much doubt and so much stuff in them so that when you're told something, automatically you, 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 you grab a hold of it. It's like, it's, it literally is like a backpack. I'm going to let it jump on you. Hello. And literally, you're just wearing it. That's what he says, cast your cares into me. He says, he wants us to understand that, that he loves us. And he says, uh, those are, if it's too heavy for you, it don't belong to you. But we're so used to carrying all this junk on us. Because why? Because we're so used to, of all this junk that's in us. And so we're used to re listen to these bad reports all the time, bad reports. And those bad reports overtake our faith sometimes. And that's why, it, we, that's why sometimes we don't give. Because we're so used to it, it robs us from giving. It robs us financially. Now I have a lot of stuff to talk about that. I'm not, I don't think I'm going to be able to maybe next week continue with it. But there's so much that the enemy's been robbing us of the power of the faith that we have. The power of faith that we got. It's time to say, you know what, no more. No more, no more, no more. And just distance ourselves from all the junk that's been robbing us. Distance ourselves away and letting this full man of God function the way you're supposed to be. But we have to distance ourselves. Thank you, Josh. We have to distance ourselves from it. We have to distance ourselves from it. Amen. See, what would happen if the believer and faith were as strongly trenched in our lives as the doubt and fear? Watch out, man. Watch how powerful you become. Watch how mighty. Watch the results. Watch the assurance of the faith that's unseen begin to be seen. Come on. Begin to be seen. Begin to get seen. That's what I'm trying to tell you is that the power of faith takes what you can see and what you hope to see, make it reality. But that's by having faith. That's by getting rid of all the lies of the enemy. Not leaning on your own understanding, but not being carnal-minded. Are you guys with me? By understanding the assurance, the confirmation, the entitlement of what God has for you. How do you remind a person of faith when everything around you speaks of unbelief and doubt? 
How do you remain a person of faith when everything around you speaks doubt and unbelief? See, the world is going one direction and you're going another direction. And it's hard to stay on that track when everyone around you is just full of it, full of doubt, full of fear. And every time you try to stand up for it, they try to tear you down. Can I just get an amen? Every time you try to stand for it, and this is it, and it happens to you from within. That means even your closest family around you. Then it happens from those outside of you. Then it happens from those at work. But it's okay. Let them. Let them be. You stand firm. You stand strong. You trust God. Remember, their mind is still carnal. Remember, they're still relying on their own flesh. Their reasoning is not spiritual. So they're only doing what they know best. So don't get mad at them. Get mad at yourself for letting them pull you down. Get mad at yourself for giving into it. You want to blame somebody? Blame yourself for letting them tear you down. Because the power of faith woo, can move mountains. Come on. The power of faith can affect the natural and the spiritual. The power of faith makes a difference. They don't know better. It's okay. See, we, we live in a negative world. We live in a negative world full of uncertainties. They're uncertain about everything. They're uncertain about themselves sometimes. See, this doubt, unbelief, and lack of certainty is showing to the people we hang around with. That's funny. You can listen to this. We find ourselves associating with these type of people more than even those of faith. It's funny that there's a lot of people that are around us that are so full of doubt and fear, unbelief, no faith, logic. Why are we mad at them? We shouldn't be mad at them. We should pray for them. Come on, we should pray for them. But this is this is the big question to you. We should be influencing them, them, not us. We should be influencing them, not us. Not them influencing us. The only reason they begin to influence us is because our spiritual mind turns carnal. And then we start leading our own understanding. And then we start getting mad. We get frustrated. When frustration kicks in, it's the enemy of faith. Frustration robs you bad. Anybody ever been frustrated? And they're like, I don't care no more. Oh, you done, <laughs> you done ten, 10 steps back. So you have to watch yourself. The enemy will try to rob you through frustration, the frustrations of others. So I'm challenging you this morning. This is the big question to you this morning. We are to be the salt and the light of this world. Come on, somebody. We are to be the salt and the light to this world. Those that are not saved, they're not called to be the light and the salt. We are. And we put a little light to them, a little salt on them. We Guess what we do? We cause them to come to the light side. We cause them to come to salvation. We, we, we compel them to know who God is. Because why? Because we're continuing being the light and the, the salt of this earth. We compel them to know Jesus. Why? Because we are people that have faith. We are, the power, we are powerful when we function in faith. I want us to stand this morning. I... I this was just this is just my introduction. I'm gonna continue with this next Sunday. 
I want you to get this in your how we how do we exercise our faith? Because we have some of us we have a weird way of thinking faith is. We think, well, I have faith. Yeah, faith without works is dead. I'll be talking about that a little later on next Sunday. A lot of us think, well, I have faith, I get saved, I'm, I'm full of faith. No, but we have a faith that's not pleasing God. And so we, we're always constantly getting stuck. And we're constantly, we go forward, we go two steps forward and we take ten steps backwards. We take two steps forward and we take ten to the left and then ten to the right. And we're constantly like, why, why don't I move out of this place? Because it always ends up in the same place when you function out of faith back at the beginning. And God said, look, it, it's great to start here. Because you can't finish something unless you start something. So I believe that we need to get back to functioning in the power of faith that affects, listen closely, our marriages, our relationship, our children, our finances, the ministry, and those around us. Come on, somebody, so important, so important. We need to make a difference. We need to make our, our See, there's the faith we believe in, and there's the faith that we function in. Our faith is, people say, are you in the faith? Yes, I have faith, I have faith in the Word of God, faith in the things of God, faith in who that is, and all that. But then there's the work part of faith that we don't lose. And so we need to put them both together and make a difference. And I'll be talking about that Sunday, but I want, I want you to know this, guys, please. Get that mind of ours, ours, to get back into thinking spiritual. To get back into thinking spiritual. To get back to thinking spiritual. There's so many things that are going on, so much stuff happening right now in our nation. So many things that are taking place. Rumors of war. Uh, uh, um, the stock market going down. Talking about there's going to be a recession. All these things, but our faith is in God. Come on, so our faith is in the Lord. People are afraid, and people are afraid of, oh, uh, they're, they're shooting up the markets, they're shooting up schools, they're shooting up churches, everything. Our faith and our trust in God should not allow fear to take over our lives. And we are not dictated by fear. So when you have fear, it's the enemy planting stuff in you. Because he said, I, I didn't give you fear. I didn't give you that. I didn't give you a spirit of fear, but a love, a sound mind, a power. So we have to watch what we allow inside us. We have to protect it. If we don't clean this vessel, it's going to be polluted. Just imagine women. Imagine women. That you don't clean the dishes in your house. And you leave them around the house. You don't vacuum. Everybody throw their clothes around. Everybody throw the mail, just throw on the table, and do we don't you don't you don't clean that house up, and you don't you don't uh, uh, you don't flush the toilet, you don't do nothing. Yes, I got you that one there, huh? It begins to feel nasty and smelly, and ew. It's still a house, but it's not clean. The Bible talks about it in the Old Testament. He says he goes, go clean the holy rubbish out of the house. Sometimes we we we, we allow so much junk in us that we don't clean it up. And that's why we start just feeling like blah in our faith. It's time to clean up our act. Come on, somebody. Time to put some things back in order. Put some stuff back in its place. Filter some stuff out. And you walk into a house like, oh, thank you, Jesus. Some, what are you cooking? Because there's something cooking every time you have faith. Something's about to happen. Something's about to be done. Something's, something's, oh. 
Hallelujah. Every head bowed, every eye closed. We, we beat the enemy today. We beat the devil right now in his own game. The devil exposed. The devil conquered. It's time that God's people, God's precious people, understand that they are called to prosper. They are called to be blessed. Physically, mentally, spiritually. They're called to prosper. And so when now we rebuke our flesh and we rebuke the carnal mind and we rebuke the righteousness of ourselves and we lean not on our own understanding but we lean on Jesus, the author, the finisher of our faith. You're here this morning and say, Pastor, you know, I don't know this Jesus that you're preaching on, this God that you're talking about, this word. I don't know Jesus, but I want to give my life to Jesus this morning. I want to give my life to Jesus this morning. If that's you today, I want to pray with you. Lift up your hand. I want to pray with you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God sees that hand. God sees that hand. Maybe you're here this morning saying, Pastor, I've fallen away. I've drifted away. I, I need to come back. Let me, tell you, let me tell you this morning, God's not mad at you. He loves you. He cares about you. And he has the best thing for you right now. He has a ring and a roll. Ready to love on you because you are his son. You are his daughter. There's a need to get things right with God. If that's you this morning, lift up your hand. I want to pray with you this morning. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God sees that hand. God sees that hand. Maybe you're here this morning and say, Pastor, God spoke to me. I understand the power of faith. I, I need to let my logic stop. And I, I got to let the negative take over. And I need to function in that faith. Get that spiritual mind. Get that spiritual mind. Lean on him. Acknowledge him. Acknowledge he is in my life. Acknowledge him in the midst of opposition, in the midst of uncertainties. I'm going to trust him. I'm going to use my faith to move mountains in my life, to move obstacles in my life, to restore my marriage, to restore my children, to restore health back into my life, to get back, amen, everything that belongs to me. I, I, I'm, I'm going to do that this morning. I believe God has empowered me. God has put it in me. And I'm going to use that faith, that mustard seed faith to make a difference. If that's you this morning, you lifted up your hand. God spoke to you. I want you to come. I want you to come this morning. I want you to come to the altar. I want you to come. Let's use that faith. Let, let's use that faith. Let, 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 let God empower you. Let God strengthen you. Let God begin to build you this morning. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Oh, we need you, God. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. This is your time. This is your time. Come. Let your faith be manifested. Let your faith be manifested. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. The Bible calls us overcomers. He calls us mighty men, mighty women. You are mighty in God's eyes. He's given you the power to fight every battle in your life. He's given you the faith to destroy every obstacle that's before you. He's given you the faith to make a difference. Oh, hallelujah. Repeat this after me. Say, Jesus, wash me with your precious blood. Forgive me of all my sins. Come into my heart and make me new. Thank you for forgiving me in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, let's give the Lord a great clap. Amen. Amen. We're, not, we're, we're not done. We're going to pray. You said that prayer, God has forgiven you. You've been justified just as you've never sinned. You're part of the justification of God. He said, you stand and you fight. Now you just got to learn. Stay away from evil. 
plug into a church, read your Bible, trust God, and see that he has something powerful for your life. But I want to just stay where we're at right now. We're going to pray for you as the altar workers help me. I want to just begin to get a hold of God as they begin to worship the Lord. I want to just begin to let everything go. Forget about who's around you and let God just pierce that heart.